Welcome to Fulfilled and Fabulous Over 40, a podcast where we discuss and interview guests about mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. Learn what it means to keep growing personally with a God-centered outlook on life's opportunities and challenges after 40. Now, here are your hosts, Life Coach Norma Simons and Carrie Alamirsch. Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to the show. We're so excited to be able to come to you with another episode. Today we're going to be talking a little bit about organization and both for our space and where we live, but also in our mind and organizing some of our thoughts and the many things that happen to be in our brain at different times. And so I'm just going to say hi and welcome to Norma today. Hi, Kerry. Uh, excited to be here as always. And hello to everyone listening. This is a fun topic, I think. And it's something that I don't know if we always even know that we need to address, especially the part about having an organized mind. Often we'll think about the space around us, but not necessarily understanding of the correlation or the value of having an organized mind. And I was looking around a little bit on the internet the other day and I saw this meme and it was a picture of Einstein sitting at his desk. And of course, we know he's it's, it's kind of famous for having that great hair and, and the the desk that he was sitting at was heaped with papers and what have you. And and the, the quote just said that if, if a cluttered desk equals a cluttered mind, what does an empty desk say? <laughs> and I, I, thought, <laughs> I thought it was kind of funny because um, I think he has a point, right? It doesn't necessarily mean we have an empty mind just because our desks look <laughs> and appear to be empty and organized. But I think one man's organization and another man's clutter can be it, it can be disputed for some the clutter and the what looks disorganized to us is probably makes perfect sense to somebody else and I've seen this where I've gone into into a home let's say when I was raising my kids and it what seemed was utter chaos every kid still knew to run to the room and grab something as we were trying to leave or like they knew where their stuff was they knew what was going on they knew the routines even though I didn't understand what was happening, they were in perfect rhythm with their home and with what needed to happen. And so I think each of us can find a value in having organized space and an organized mind, having orders and places for everything. What are some of your favorite things about organization, either in your mind, Norma, or in your home? What are some of your favorite sort of organizing tactics and why is it important to you? I think it's important. And I, I love what you just said about the kids that know exactly where their stuff is in, in a house that seems for <laughs> us, it might seem like chaos. I think that's the, in the, the, the whole purpose of organizing is to put things in places that I know I can quickly go find. It's putting things in places where I can easily see them. And also that it's nice and accessible. If I think about my closets, for instance, if everything is just thrown in, it's such a big mess. You know, I don't necessarily know exactly what's in there. There might be clothing at the back that I don't even wear because I don't see it often. And I think the purpose for me 
for organizing is to put it in a way that I can easily have access to it. Uh, my organizing might not look like someone else's. And I think, as you mentioned, it, it's we're also unique in that. But I think it is finding your own way of doing things and organizing in a way that enhances your life and enhance your experience. I don't think organizing needs to add anxiety or overwhelm or stress to your life. I think organizing is there for us to see where we are right now, see where we want to go and making sure that we organize our space and our minds so that we can get there. It doesn't need to look a certain way. Other people might not find it very helpful, but we're working in our own space. We have access to our own minds and thoughts. It doesn't need to make sense to anyone else. Yeah. I remember when I was just thinking about this, when my husband and I first got married, I realized that he had a tendency to take everything off and throw it on the side of the bed, like just on the floor. And the one thing that I noticed that I really hated was is when I came into the bedroom and I could see this stuff laying on the floor that really bothered me, especially if you've just cleaned it up or you have certain routines, maybe as a single person coming into your room, you want to see a beautiful you know, open space, a clear path <laughs> to your, where you're going to lay down or whatever. And so I just put him on the other side of the bed. We just started sleeping on opposite sides. So when I would come in the room, I couldn't see his, <laughs> his socks or his thing. So not, maybe I couldn't organize him and his things, but I could organize which one of us slept on which side of the bed. So <laughs> when I came in, I could still not have to look at all his stuff laying there. And so sometimes it's about just you know, working with what you have, right? Because not everybody's going to feel that it's as important as you do how these organizations and these these systems work, right? You talked a little bit about organization. And I think one of the things that goes along with that is can, or maybe the, the word that we're using so much these days is clutter. What are some of your thoughts about having clutter in your space and even again as it would relate to in your mind where does that clutter come in or or how do you try to manage that I think when we talk about organizing our minds I think the clutter is something that comes up as well and I, I had a look at an article earlier and it was talking about that clutter or decluttering is really to remove all everything that is unnecessary and to make something more pleasant and more useful. And I think that is such a great definition of decluttering. And that's our mind as well as our spaces. Because if organizing is like taking stock where we are right now, seeing where we want to go, and then what needs to happen between now and where we want to get to our goals, then it's so important for us to to recognize everything that's sort of in the way, everything that needs to go, everything we need to let go of and say goodbye to in order to get there. So I think the also like a, a great like concept that we need to like think of when we're organizing so that we don't necessarily only bring new stuff into our lives, but we also get rid of the stuff that's actually not working. I like that idea. I was just envisioning almost like a trash bin you know, like what we have in our on our computers, you kind of have this when you throw something away, it goes into the trash bin. And I was thinking about how often we start to declutter our minds and we start to identify certain things, maybe that we've thoughts and, and you know, experiences that we've decided to put aside or to even toss into that 
trash bin. And then uh, how sometimes in my own thoughts and in my quiet times, I'll go back and I'll start pulling things out of the trash, you know, I'll start thinking thoughts that I remembered. Oh, that's right. I've put those aside. I don't have use for some of those thoughts or some of those old stories and things that I've already sorted through and put away into the trash because they aren't helping me at all in my current life. And uh, so in that sense, those are thoughts that I've laid aside because they're not helping me create the life that I want now. And so having that visual for me is really helpful because we don't probably like to think of ourselves in actuality to walk over to a garbage can and start dragging things back out. And yet we will do that often in our minds and how important it is to once we've sorted through things to to let them lie and, and leave them there and continue forward with the thoughts that we are choosing for ourselves today that are helping us uh, achieve what we're mindfully pursuing now. Just an interesting. Yeah, I think just using to... that an analogy, again, it's like when we start throwing things out, how excited we are to actually go maybe to the shops and replace those things. And I think we can just equally be excited about when we let go of some of the thoughts that we maybe have hanged on to forever, some beliefs that is not helping us forward, is to really take the time to sit down and actually think about the way that I want to see myself, I want to see my life, and what is the thoughts that really going to help me move forward. And I think that's an exercise that we we don't do we get rid of stuff but we don't think of okay what can I replace that with because if I get rid of a thought that's not working I need to now start thinking something new I can't like just be blank when you know when a situation comes up because that has been my default for so long that if I don't have something to replace it then I might just go back to the one that I am familiar with so I think that's important to to know that I need to introduce new ones to help me move forward such a such a great principle too, right? I mean, it's a biblical principle in that we take off the old and we put on the new. And I, I think you're right. If we don't have the new to put on, there's that void, right? I think something else that comes up with what you're saying, just thinking about our minds and the clutter and the decluttering is to recognize that our brains will offer us sometimes really kind of garbage thoughts. And I know that, that sounds terrible, but until you realize it, that your brain will offer you lots of thoughts. Some of them are really high quality and and useful and others are not. And just to realize that not every thought that you have is one that you have to keep or that is valuable to you and that you have to believe. And so sorting through is a way of organizing and, and determining if those are thoughts we want to have for ourselves today, or if those are thoughts that we go, that's not really helping at all in this circumstance, or this one isn't actually even true. It's just a thought that came and I can easily put that aside and and throw it in the trash, really. (laughs) I just think of questions that I ask myself when I am decluttering or I'm organizing. Is there like go-to ones that you always ask yourself when you start to declutter or you start organizing? Yeah, I think the... I always love the, is this real? Is this true? Is this, is this a beautiful thought? Is this helping? And just seeing how does this align with what I believe? Or is it, is it maybe more a a trendy kind of thought that I've just heard so often and, and does it actually carry weight? 
And sometimes those also have uh, some relevance and sometimes there's zero truth in them. And I love to just get rid of them and put them aside quickly, you know, just to, to not clutter up my processes for evaluating and, and moving forward. How about you? Do you have, do you have certain questions you like to ask yourself when decluttering? I think the ones that come up for me is, is like, is this serving me? I think that's a very powerful one with any thoughts I have. And while you were talking, I was thinking that for us to recognize thoughts as maybe not, not ones that's driving us forward is just to, to maybe notice and become aware of how you're feeling. Cause a lot of times we mm. think what we're saying sounds actually great, but when it comes down to what it creates for us, like, if I say to myself, for instance, I'm the only one who cares or I'm not good enough, they don't sound good and they most probably will give us an outcome that we don't want. But, you know, just think about those thoughts that it sounds like I am the only the one I'm the only one who cares. I'm so responsible. But what does that lead to? And I think just thinking about the feeling or emotion and then the, the action that comes from that. But then... Other questions I ask myself when I'm decluttering or when I'm organizing is, do I still want this? Is this still something that is is serving me? That's one I mentioned. What don't I want anymore? So if I don't want this thing, what do I want? Also, if I, and, and especially in relationships, this is a great one to, to ask, the, is this relationship one that I would choose now? And if the answer is yes, then you know, carry on with the relationship. But is the, if this relationship needs to go, if I need to say goodbye, then, you know, this is a great one. Also, will I start this thing again? Or will I buy this specific item again? And I think those are great ones because although we've bought this, although we've had this relationship, although we have have done this thing for so long, we can always decide now, this phase of my life where I am right now, is this still working? And do I want to continue this to going forward? I used to think it didn't matter. And I kind of thought of my whole life as kind of just a disorganized mess and it didn't matter. I was able to thrive to some degree and probably wouldn't change anything. And then, you know, as my husband and I were having more kids and there was more things coming into my life, I, I felt like you know, often I, I could feel a little bit like I was drowning or like I didn't know what to do next. And it created almost inaction in me. And I noticed that I wasn't thriving in my situation. And my girlfriend reminded me that God is a God of order. And he, there are certain things in place that we can always count on. And, and I started feeling kind of convicted about this this, um, my chaos was really coming from a place of um, believing that I couldn't organize well or that there was no way to possibly create um, a system or something for this mess that I had already created in my home. And and so I didn't like that that she said that and I didn't like that it kept kind of poking at my heart, but I did realize that when I was in winter, the season that I don't enjoy maybe as much as some of the other <laughs> seasons, I always could look forward to the springtime or to the summer that was coming. And so I realized that it created anticipation and hope. And I thought, how could I just 
things that we could count on that like at seven o'clock, it would be bedtime. <laughs> and so just creating those sorts of systems, I think was helpful for me. And they gave me, and I realized they gave my children something too, that they could start to predict that when this happens, then we can also know that is going to happen. And it created some stability for them. And so I did finally uh, become someone who did create some boundaries and some systems in our family. And I did find that my husband liked being able to know that he could count on certain things from me and from a system that we had agreed on. And so what it produced in our family was five o'clock was dinner time and it didn't matter what was happening. And my husband now, I often don't see him till late in the night. He works and and he's a very busy man and I'm very happy for him to have that life. But for our kids, I don't know how he did it. We just committed to it and everybody came to really look forward to that that one hour where we knew that we would all be home. And so I think there are some really important aspects to being organized, even if you just think that can't be me, that I'm not a declutterer, I don't have a box for all my pencils to go in, and that's fine. But maybe there are some other little things that you'd want to do that could bring some peace and some harmony into your home and into your family. Yes, I think that the organizing and decluttering isn't necessarily always the space. And as I said, it's it's so unique for each individual. And you have just described how you still had a little bit of a system there, although someone else coming into your home might not have thought of that um, or thought of it like that. So I think thanks for saying that. And um, for someone that is maybe less worried about what the home looks like, but prioritizing kids and routine and those little habits, that's important again for someone else. And and that's one of those systems or arrangements that we have that enhances our life and and gets rid of, you know, unnecessary overwhelm and anxiety. Norma, do you think that there are, are any cons? You know what I mean? Like, mm. can, can you think of... of- I think if we want to overdo it, if it adds negativity or if it adds overwhelm or anxiety or stress to my life, then I think that's a that's a con. Because organizing to me is something that want to enhance my experience. And if I feel that I'm not enough, that I don't do enough, that home doesn't look a certain way, if if those are thoughts you have while it, organizing then I think that is definitely not the purpose of organizing that is that's maybe overdoing it or maybe doing it like someone else's way yeah yeah I was thinking about exactly if we're overdoing it we can be kind of hyper organizing almost in a sense that people feel a little uncomfortable even coming in your home because they're not sure like where do I put my shoes they don't feel (laughs) relaxed to just you know come into your space or to also then maintain some flexibility for unexpected guests or changes in the schedule where we can still be gracious and, and open, right. That it won't throw us into a whole other set of circumstances or, or feelings where we're not responding in a way that really represents who we are and what our heart is, is to be, you know, open to others and to, to be able to, to bend when we need to. Yeah, I agree. 
I think for my, myself, my I work from home, so my kids sometimes come in and interrupt. And you know, at this point in my life, I love seeing them grow up, and I know that it will be just a couple of years before they're out of the house. And for them to interrupt me and you know ask for attention, that is a priority, and that's how I want to organize my life. Even though I have a, a schedule and I have all of these to-dos and and responsibilities on my calendar if I can allow it then I want to to step away from my calendar and not be that that strict on myself because I this is such a high priority in my life and it's so important so that is also something to to consider it's it's as you rightly said flexibility and what is important now again to have that life that I that I desire Mm -hmm. yeah beautifully said so just as our space gets messy and full of clutter also our mind does so decluttering and organizing as we spoke about it today is this continuous process we don't have to be afraid to let go of the stuff that's not working and we don't have to be afraid to say goodbye to maybe people sometimes in our lives or habits or things that doesn't push us forward We can start something new or we can choose something different at any given point in our life. I want to invite you to surround yourself with things that add joy and fulfillment to your life. Invite thoughts and emotions into your life that serves you and helps you live your best life. So start from the inside out. It's so worth the effort. So with that, um, thanks for being here. Uh, I loved talking to you about this topic today and thank you for you Carrie as well we will be back again next week have a great week thanks bye and that's a wrap for another empowering episode of a fold and fabulous over 40 we hope you've enjoyed our candid conversations about navigating life over 40 and discovering what's next it's never too late to chase your dreams and create the life you love Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and share it with other ladies who are on this incredible journey with you. So until next time, keep asking what's next and let's continue to thrive together.